0: Slava Jane 53 not out and uh, it's Gus Warland here with Aaron Finch and Merv Hughes and uh, we're going to start talking about something else that was very exciting for a lot of us still in lockdown looking forward to a little bit of freedom getting up in the middle of the night Aaron Finch what you did to win the T20 World Cup let's have a listen.
1: Oh that sounded stunning and it's gone as long as it seemed it would when you heard the sound 50 comes up of 34 balls. David Warners, he's connected that as well as anybody in the game ever has. What a game-changing half century this is for Mitch Marsh.
0: Maxwell looks to finish it, and he might have done it as well. Five times 50 over means. It certainly is. We deserve. This is a lunch break for Canadian club, and we've got the skipper of the T20 World Champions right here on Triple M Cricket, Finchy. I know you've probably um, you probably not got used to it, but it's been a few weeks now. But congratulations again, mate, on winning
1: the T20. Thank you, mate. It was fantastic. The commitment from the boys. How how we stuck together. Uh, there wasn't a huge amount of support for us in terms of people backing us, mm. and, um, tipping us, as you will. So yeah, it was it was. Very, very, uh, very nice. Yeah, you went over there hiding to nothing. I don't think expectations
2: after Bangladesh and West Indies were too high. Got in there, and it must be said, the two trial games, you won those. But, we won
1: the first lost uh, the second. Well,
2: and then you go to South Africa and just slipped over the line. I think a lot of Aussies were thinking, Jesus, we're, we're in for a long one here. But how, how much of that is just getting yourself into the game and... Having a, having a full strength team on the park and just playing together
1: for a, an
2: amount of time
1: yeah that 's a really important point. I think we went to the West Indies and Bangladesh with not not able to pick a full squad of players. Yep. there was guys who were, who were missing because of of injury or or resting or family commitments um, and that 's been the case for a little while in new zealand we we weren 't able to select the same because the test, test squad was meant to be playing in South mm. Africa at the time. So the continuity of squad wasn't really there and it, and it wasn't until we got to the World Cup that we were able to sort of bed down how we wanted to play and, and really be specific with, with individuals on their roles within the side. So
0: when you've got someone like uh, a Mitch Marsh, who's much loved in every team he's in, but he's on the nose a little bit with some cricketing public, then you've got someone like Steve Smith and people back home are saying he shouldn't be in the team, and Stoner should be there, then they're looking at your position, they're looking at Wade and so forth. Do you listen to any of that stuff, or is, is it literally your squad and you know exactly what you're trying to do, you know who you're going to pick, so all that other stuff doesn't distract you?
1: No, none of it distracted us, because we, we were really clear with how we selected the squad, and, and it was specific with the way that we went about structuring up our team. We, we changed our tact over the last well a month beforehand. In the whole lead-up, leading up to the T20 World Cup that was meant to be in Australia, we went with five specialist bowlers, six batters. Going to the subcontinent, we felt as though we needed that extra batting, that, that batting depth, and Maxwell, Stoyness and Marsh could be that, fourth, uh, that fifth bowler and be really effective, so... That was a bit of a change in, in structure of the team, which Mitch then went to three, Smith, uh, Smith four, Maxwell five. So we felt as though we had enough firepower up the top, enough class and spin ability through the middle, and then power and finesse with Wade and stoyness towards the back end of the innings. And then with our bowling attack, it was, it was a real toss-up. Kane Richardson was unbelievably unlucky to miss out on selection in any of the games because he's as good as anyone in the world. And it just happened that we decided we are going to try and front end our innings. We were looking for power play wickets. We felt as though that was more important than having a little bit of death coverage with our bowling. So that's why the attack was Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood. And, and um, yeah, we, we, we didn't listen to any outside noise. I know Adam Zampa, he wrote down a lot of notes and he, and he took a few paper clippings and screenshots <laughs> of some quotes of, of people and, he, he just said it was keeping the receipts. Well, he certainly did a fantastic job there. He's a great player. For well, the, the
2: big th- thing there, you talk about the depth that you had, Richardson misses out. And if you're a captain, if you're a selector, you always better worry about who to leave out rather yep. than who to pick. So a great position to be into. Now, I reckon you're going to be honest enough with us here. And I've got to throw this question out. How much of it is a player and how much of it is a captain when you win a World Cup
1: 2020? Uh, I'm him
2: oh, captain. With your background and your... No, I, I think the captain has a... How you a, rate a, yourself?
1: Oh, shut <laughs> up. I, think, I think the captain has a part to play. Yeah. Oh, without in, doubt. Purely in the strategy side yeah. of it. Also, uh, I guess the relationship side of it, where you're able to um, be really clear with guys about their roles and their side and uh, be honest with them. Uh, it was some really tough conversations after the, the selection of the first game, leaving out Ashton Agar, who's arguably in the best form of his life and, and Australia's most important bowler over the last couple of years along with Kane Richardson as well. And, so, and in those conditions too. In, in those yeah. conditions. We we just went away from playing two spinners because we felt Maxi could do a really good job on some wickets that had had seen some traffic with with a big IPL just played there as well. So that, that were some tough conversations that we had, but they were they were really honest conversations and, and once you get it out there you're able to move on from it and the players are obviously disappointed but but because you're honest with them, you, you can you can move on from it pretty quick, and and then move your attention to the team.
2: I reckon we've gone away from the days where players soak up when they get dropped. They just have a look at it, you think, well, yeah, this is a good team. I'm just on the outer, but I'm on the verge, because a lot of a lot of players, when you drop them, they tend to slide away and and not give a lot of training. But the squad that you have together, the squad that this test squad. Mm. If you're in the squad, the mentality is you, you train like you're going to play.
1: Absolutely, and we had we had some guys who were on the outer, um, Agar, Kane Richardson, Mitch Swepson, Josh Inglis, and then we had two travelling reserves in, uh, Daniel Sams and Nathan Ellis, who their energy and what they brought to the team at training was as important as anything that happened on the ground because it was such a squad mentality. And you know that at some point you're going to need all your squad to, to win a World Cup and... and we went through and only played 12 players, I think. So that was a really unique situation that we were injury-free as well. So it was just one of those situations where everything clicked at the right time for us. And, and great captaincy. Oh, the captain. Well, oh. you know, you're too modest we to love say it, that. We
0: love no one else has ever done it, so let's just lock that in. Um, it all started well a little battle now, but you won, then England gave you an absolute touch-up. Yep. So can we talk about England just for a moment because then obviously we know what happens then, but we need to talk about Mitch Marsh, we need to talk about Warner being the player of the year, a player of the tournament. What was that for you, losing to England so
1: badly? Uh, How did you feel that day? Oh, it was tough, no doubt. Uh, We were totally outplayed. And I think at times you're okay with being outplayed. We felt as though our tactics were right. They got it right with the new ball. Chris bowled a great opening spell got us on the back foot early, and we went with, we went back to five bowlers. Ashton Agar come in for Mitch Marsh, so we didn't have that extra batting, pure batting coverage. Um, and they gave us an absolute touch-up. Joss Butler uh, tore us to pieces in a, in a small run chase. So um, what was really impressive with that is, is after that game, Pat Cummins actually addressed the group in the change rooms, and he, he said, look, we can't take our foot off the gas. We committed to being aggressive. We committed to, to taking the game on. Don't go away from that now. Just because, we, just because we lost this game. If we're going to win this World Cup, it's not going to be by sitting back and waiting for an opportunity to, to present. You have to go and actually like, seek that out and, and put enough pressure back on an opposition that, that you make them question their tactics. So
0: you turned it around, went unbeaten, you won the World Cup. Just the performances of Mitch Marsh in particular, Wade in particular as well. Loyalist. No, oh, I mean, it was just it was so great waking up in the middle of the night and going, we're on here, yep. you know, and you got the job done.
1: The, the way that David Warner finished the tournament was unbelievable. To to go bang, bang with uh, 70 and 50. Mitch Marsh, for him to walk out of the change rooms and go six four four. that just wrestles any momentum back off New Zealand in the final and, and gets the game back on our terms a little bit. And that, that was unbelievable to have that confidence to walk out and do that. Adam Zampa, he had the tournament of his life and for mine was player of the tournament to... to Get the best players in the opposition out consistently over one day in T20 cricket. He is, he is an unbelievable white ball bowler for Australia and, and has been for a long time. Well, that's the thing, guys. We talk about England and the change of
2: the lineup. As soon as you leave a batsman out, things go pear shaped, don't you? you think? We've got enough batting, but the guys that bat down the well, I, 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 wasn't, because, I wasn't
1: because we thought we had enough batting. We just felt as though the matchups with the left arm spinner against no. England were so. They, they were so weighted in our favour. We just didn't get enough runs. That was, that was all it yeah, was. Yeah, but Wokes wakes up front. Oh, he was brilliant.
2: And when, when you lose a couple of wickets, you just sit back and think, wish i had have gone for that maybe extra bats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... but hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hindsight, speculation, sympathy, three things you can't delve into. <laughs> what about the celebrations quickly? Not, not bad.
0: Not I know bad. the Test players had to leave pretty much the next morning, but a few of you guys had a little bit extra
1: time. We had 24 hours or so in Dubai. We, we the hotel we'll stay in was quite a big one. It had had a beach front and, and a couple of little bars there that we... Can you sing us that,
0: that famous song that you all sung over and over again?
1: No. The one that Zampa... I, I, I will not be singing. Okie you No worries.
0: Thanks so much for joining us, big fella. One for 113. We love it. We love it. We love both of you, big fellas. Off 31 overs. Warner is 48. Labajan is 53. The partnership is 103. And Australia at the moment on top here at the Gabba.